everyone. Welcome to Mike's Mysteries Mansion. And today we have a very special guest with us, uh, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. What's up? What's up? Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I'm very busy with work, family and podcast. But, you know, I, I came through, man. Let's do it. I'm ready because I have a lot of stories to tell. Yeah, it's an honor, man. I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, my name is Steven Martinez, uh, a.k.a. Mega Man, the host of the Mega Man's podcast. Um, I grew up in the yeah, I was born in the city of Long Beach at Memorial Hospital, uh, hopped around a lot, uh, lived in uh, Wilmington till um, I was to the age of what, nine, maybe 11 years old. Um, there's a lot of things um, in Wilmington that I should have never saw. Um, Wilmington made a man out of me and I love it. And, um, you know, Wilmington, I did not know about Wilmington is, uh, pretty much is not really a city because, uh, we don't have really a name because it's owned by the LA County. So, um, it doesn't have a mayor, doesn't have a, a police or fire department, doesn't have a council and everything. So, um, pretty much, um, I feel like a lot of Wilmington people always have a chip on their shoulder and, uh, you know, um, it, it was really bad back in those times and stuff like that. And my mom and my dad, um, they were like, enough's enough. You know, we're going to move out, move to the city of Carson. Um, Carson is the next city over on top because you're going up. And uh, Carson was a very quiet neighborhood. But at the same time, there was a lot of violence because back in the early 90s and stuff. Um, once my mom and my dad... Um, their marriage was done. Um, I moved to, uh, to Modesto, moved to the Barry a lot, you know, like Stockton, Modesto, Galt, Lodi Sack. You know, I lived in Elk Grove maybe for a couple months, you know, Tracy and the Barry and stuff like that. And maybe 90% of my family that lived over there, they're still over there still. But um, um, I'm going to make a trip out there and visit them because I haven't seen any of my family members in like 10 years. Wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, Pretty much to hop around a lot. And, um, you know, I lived, I moved back to Long Beach and, uh, you know, doing the Mega Man's podcast uh, to me, um, just like interviewing people, you know, to me, it helped me on my social skills. You know, uh, Mega Man had a stuttering problem. You know, I was antisocial and stuff. And uh, I did the podcast on accident. And uh, it's kind of a good thing. You know, there was times I wanted to quit the podcast and, uh, there's a lot of people that give me that motivation and all my DMs just keep on going, keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. And uh, ever since then, I'm doing the podcast. I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, man. Cause the way I heard about you was uh, you were actually on the Rasa Rasa stand. You're on their mm-hmm. live. Yes. And it was an episode when they were talking about um, podcasters, you know, how <laughs> lots of no podcasters need to be more united and just hearing from what you had to say, man. I, I'm like, man, this guy's, you know, he's, he's saying the truth. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be honest, you know, um, I do, I do get criticized because I have no filter. Um, you know, I say what I have to say and, you know, I don't have a mask and, uh, I just keep it real. And I think in a way, a lot of people want to see that fake realness or that fake honesty or that fake friendship or, hey, I'm going to be there. Hey, let's all unite and everything. But they don't do shit about it. Well, to me, enough's enough because um, I see what's behind the curtain, you know, and um, there's stuff that I 
kind of like don't affiliate with and stuff because they're pretty much fake. And I don't play ball because I'm more like a zebra. I do what I want. I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, I'm just keeping it real. You know, I just don't want to um, have a lot of new podcasters, you know, try to meet their heroes. And that's the one thing for me. I never want to meet my heroes. I, I seen for who they are and, uh, you know, everyone's trying to one up each other and everything, or it's cutthroat. And, uh, I, to me, I'd rather just do my own thing. And if, if it rubs people the wrong way, fuck them. Yeah. But I think, I think what you're doing, you're kind of bringing a lot of people together though. That's what's really cool about, about your podcast. And I, I try, I try, I try. I, I really, really try. I'll say this. I was very, I had a very, I have a huge ego in the beginning and I was very arrogant, very stubborn, very prideful um, because I was trying to find what my podcast was. But <clears throat> doing the podcast for three years uh, and maturing, you know, you're having your bad times, your good times, your ugly times, you know, you're learning what works and what not works and everything and, and helping other, helping podcasters like you and everyone else um, to, to better your craft and everything and stuff like that, because uh, there is no podcast for dummies. There's no, there's no podcast for dummy books. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be this guidance, you know, and um, I remember um, when I heard your episode, you know, I left you some DMs and just, Hey, I want you to better, better your uh, episodes of how, because um, it's, to me, it's a numbers, it's a numbers game. You know, you really got to work on your weakness and you got to work on your strong points. And there's podcasters out there who take their craft very seriously and they working, working every day. And um, I just want your podcast to be good where you're going to have listeners who are very curious, very intrigued about your podcast. What's it about? And, you know, I told you an average podcast should be about an hour and 20 minutes. And also um, an average time is about 15 to 20 minutes. If you can, if they, if, if you can get a listener to listen to your podcast for over 15, 20 minutes and they're listening all the way, you got them. You got to make your podcast good from beginning, middle and end. And that's the thing you, you have to do. And if you if you got that and you can sell yourself and you can know how to promote and you got to get out there because if you're a new podcaster, and I've seen this before. A lot of people, it's like, man, my numbers are down. I, what am I doing? It's like, they're not going to come to you. You got to go out to them. You know, you, you got to do other people's podcasts. You got to collab. You got to do this. But don't jump the gun where I've seen podcasters try to get these killers in the beginning. I'm going to be honest. You know, um, a lot of these uh, celebrities, they're going to say no to you because I'm not going to do your podcast if you're at fucking six episodes or seven. They want to see you put the work in. They want to see if you're all in. They they want to see if you're if you have one foot in, one foot out. And I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I had comedian Marty Moreno on the podcast, and um, he, he did my podcast. I think it was somewhere in the uh, 100 and I don't know, 60. I don't know, but um, I wanted him. I wanted to get him on as the 100th episode. And he said, like, hey, man, um, I want to get you on my podcast. And he kept on denying me. Keep, uh, he kept on making excuses like, I don't want to do your podcast. No. The reason why he the reason why he said he kept on denying saying no, because he was kind of hesitant to do my podcast because 
a lot of podcasters, they quit, you know, and, and they're, and he's like, why am I going to do your podcast? And you fucking quit two weeks ago and stuff. He just wants to see if I'm going to be all in. But when he's seen the dedication and the, and the hard work that I put in uh, on the Mega Man's podcast, the Mega Man for Dark, my social media, and also doing a lot of guest appearances to the point, he just got tired of looking at my face on YouTube. He was like, you know what? I'll fucking do your podcast. I'll fucking do it, you know? And uh, the episode came out good. Hopefully I can try to get him on, but, um, you know, I got thrown into the lions, you know, um, my first episode. Felipe Esparza says, shouts to fucking Mega Man for the Mega Man's podcast that blew me up and George Perez and all. I was bringing the who's who's. Uh, Tony of the Wizard was my first celebrity guest I ever had on the Mega Man's podcast. That was like three years ago. And if it wasn't for Tony, he, he, he would have said yes or no, but he took a chance on me. And look at what Tony is doing now. You know, he has one of the one of the best Chicano uh, uh what's my call his podcast um you know bringing a lot of chicano rappers on and and a lot of celebrities and stuff like that and also he's putting wilmington on the map where a lot of people weren't proud to be from wilmington but now you see that oh shit when you think of wilmington you think of tony of the wizard you think of the harbor area there's a lot of good people and to me i want to put my stamp on wilmington like who came out of wilmington tony a joey's barbecue mega man you know, and, and like a lot of people. So um, it takes time. It takes time. Um, luckily, hopefully, if I was to go back, I wish I'd done this podcast 10 years ago. But this is one of the reasons why people are allowed to say the hardest working man in the podcast game, because I'm doing maybe nine episodes a week or two or here. I got to get out there because my my goal is to hopefully one day be a guest on the Joe Rogan's podcast and have my story told. And, and I really don't care about the haters, the negativity of people saying you're never going to make it or this, whatever. To me, I see that as motivation and I'm going to keep on going and I'm just going to outprove people wrong. And, you know, I just want to leave a legacy when I'm not here on earth. Say, Hey, you know what? Maybe man was one of the good ones. And he gave a fuck about the people. He gave a fuck about his followers. He gave, he gave a fuck about his guests and, and the city of Long Beach, the West Coast and all over the world. Yeah, you're a perfect example, man, because, you know, a perfect example of, you know, not having any excuses. You know, you're nope. a family man. You have, you know, you work full time and you're constantly, you know, posting, mm-hmm. constantly being on lives, constantly doing other people's podcasts. You mm-hmm. know, there's no excuse. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's you know what? It, it's that mental game. And, and, the, and that's the thing also I want to, I want to talk about as well. It's a little quickie. Um, if you're going to be, if you're a, if you really want to get into the podcast game, I highly suggest think about it for two months. And the reason why I think about it for two months, you got to be really mentally there. When I say mentally there, instead of you getting love and praise, like, Oh my God, you have the best podcast. Why don't you do the opposite? Why don't, why don't you like dwell on, the negativity, dwell on the, the criticism. If you get a bad review and this, whatever. So when you're mentally prepared on that, then sky's the limit. It's like, Hey, nothing's going to hold me down. Like deal with it. A lot of people say, well, I'm not, I don't need to, I don't need to deal with it because I never had that. Well, sooner or later, you're going to have that in the podcast. And a lot of people are not really mentally ready uh, to deal with criticism and stuff. And that's why a lot of podcasters, uh, they quit. You know, there is a, podcaster who I thought they were going to 
succeed and uh he quit at 20 30 episodes it's like i just can't do it no more because he said to me the, the episodes are getting harder and harder and harder i said why my job my work my lady's killing me i just there, there's no there's no content I'm, I'm running out of ideas running out of stories um a lot of the the my numbers are going down he was like fuck is this it's hard but you know what you just I've been through that stuff and you got to keep on going. You got to keep on doing. I did the podcast at the right time, three and a half years ago. And if I was supposed to do the podcast now, I would probably, it's, I would probably be, I would probably quit already because it's, it's too saturated. There's too much podcast, not to be a hater, but it's just, it's everyone's doing podcasts, but out of all those people doing podcasts, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna survive and who's not you know who's gonna be that podcast who's gonna make their podcast stand out from every other podcast you know and and that's the thing where the name Mega Man's podcast the, re- the reason why the name is very catchy because um that's my favorite video game but the reason why there's a story into that um is because the reason why I call it the Mega Man's podcast to show remembrance to my cousin, Stephen Gomez, that passed away. Uh, he died of a car accident when I was at the age of 14 or 15. He was living in Montana and he was driving home from church and a gas diesel truck uh, just piled into him and killed him. And uh, the reason why one is called the Mega Mass Podcast, because my cousin Stephen, uh, he was the first person in Wilmington on the block to have a Nintendo back in the early 80s. And um, he, there will be long lines of people playing Nintendo maybe charging them $2, dollar here, whatever. And uh, I mean, the cousins were the last ones to play. And I, he told me like, Hey cousin, what do you want to play? It's like, I don't know. Surprise me. Well, I rented this game called the Mega Man two and I was just check it out. And I quickly fell in love with it and everything. And uh, um, to me, that's my all time favorite game. If it wasn't um, for my cousin introduced me to that game and, you know, and, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. I don't know if I would be doing podcasts and everything, but to me, that's my favorite game. And I'm going to dedicate the Make It Man's podcast uh, logo and his and the name to show remembrance to my cousin, Stephen Gomez. And uh, he will always be there with me. And I wish he was here and I love him. I wish he was here seeing what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to keep his name remember, um, remembered uh, forever until I day, to the day I die. Yeah, even I know his name. Just listening to your other podcasts, so that's good, man. You always bring him up, and you know you never really forgot about him, which is good, you know. No, man, I miss him. Um, I had his, I had his brother, uh, his brother on the podcast. You know, he's a um, pastor, and uh, he lives, We're gonna do the podcast and everything. He's he does season podcasts. He does a, a Christian podcast and everything, but. Uh, those were the good old days, you know, Wilmington were the good old days, you know, this, you know, just acting a fool, getting into trouble, getting into mischief. And uh, those days, I think about those days every day, man. Well, I wish he was here sometimes. Yeah. That's really, you know, it's really touching. And, you know, I'm sure he's up there, you know, proud of you and all the work you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love him. I miss that guy. <laughs> yeah, but you do, man. Um, now going back to what you said, man, a lot of people, you know, don't know how to take criticism well, you know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like looking at your weak points and trying to improve them. Um, 
you know, I always think it's always good to find a mentor, you know, find people to look up to and just kind of stick to them, man, and learn as much as you can from them. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I think in the beginning, I, I'm i not going to give these people clout in the beginning because I don't want to put them on blast or anything. But I, the ones I, I will say that there are some that are mentors, like big, like Tony A, the Wizard, Martin Moreno, Felipe, uh, Big Brother Jake, I see Emo Brown, Shamps, uh, Aaron Bender, uh, AC Social Primate, you see uh, Ranty with Romos, and you know, I guess I can see with you coming up, I mean, we're all, we're always going to learn something new, and uh, but I, I have to say Aaron Bender was really the one who helped me out, and uh, also Gil from American Cholo, um, I did this podcast and uh, I talked to him and said, you know what? You just be yourself. You know, people will know if you're not yourself, like, you know, you can act all hard on the podcast, but if you have a personal page and you're acting all different in this, like people are going to know that you're faking the funk. So um, I just keep it real. And, you know, like I said, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you're going to have people who are going to criticize you or people who are going to praise you, but you just stay true to yourself. And, and those uh, people always uh, mentored me, but um, you know, but honestly, uh, Aaron Bender, Gail from Air Control, those were the those two people that really helped my podcast a lot and helped me blossom. And if it wasn't for them, um, I, I don't know where my podcast would be. Yeah, that's really good, man. Now you're becoming more of a mentor now too. I mean, I kind of look <laughs> to you, you know, uh, to see how, how to better improve my podcast. Mm-hmm. a couple others too you know but uh you know it's kind of funny how you know now it's getting passed down to you and you're passing it down to the others mm-hmm. and that just keeps going and going yeah it keeps it keeps going and stuff like that you know there's always going to be the new generation of podcasters um you know i don't have like the finer equipment or this and you know everyone has this technology I know a podcast who has spent close to $10,000 on podcast equipment and everything. Yeah. And, and his podcast is a little shitty because he doesn't want to work on his, his strong, his weaker strong points. He doesn't, he has one foot in one foot out. He, he just, all he does is complain. Like my, my numbers are low and this, but it's like, dude, if you don't want to do the podcast, just fucking quit. You know, there's a, there's someone else, you know, it's just, uh, I, I can't, I can't, be around people like that you know i can give them guidance like hey just do this you know just mentally be there but if you're not there just there's nothing i can do maybe podcast is not for you that's you just got to keep on going you know just it it is what it is sometimes you gotta i sometimes i have to let that person's hand go it's like hey you're on your own i'm sorry i can give you the guidance but if you're going to be stubborn not listen okay fine it's just going to get harder for you and, and and if people who are putting more content and content and content and content out and that person haven't put anything out in months, dude, you're going to be, you're like a thousand miles away, man. You're just, dude, you're getting, you're getting left behind because, you know, the, the, the world of podcasts is changing rapidly every 46 seconds. Wow. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes, you know, it's okay to have those days where you don't feel like doing it, but once it just becomes, you know, the same conversation over and over again, that negativity. Because I mean, you'll have those days when you know you don't feel like doing shit, and it's normal. But once it just becomes everyday talk, it's when you know, you know, 
and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing as well. I, that's a good thing you brought that up because a lot of people, they're talking about the same old thing. How am I going to change it up and stuff? It's like, you just you come up with ideas, come up with stories. Like I'm doing a solo episode. I haven't done a solo episode in like months. And I want to do a solo episode talking about podcast, which means, um, you know, how, how you want to start the podcast, how you want to do it, you know, something more. It's like, Hey, if you want to do a podcast, this is what you do. You know, I want to help out. So, I mean, there's always people are hesitant to DM me. It's like, Hey man, I want it. Can you help me with something with this or that and everything? And there's even people who have, state-of-the-art equipment which i don't do because i just like to interview face to face like i keep my shit very simple i have my ipad i have my microphone and i like to do face to face i need that energy and stuff sometimes if it's like people who live out of state or with you zoom it's cool i get very hesitant to do zoom because sometimes zoom kind of freezes a lot of shit up and everything or you lose the episode and um or sometimes I like to do uh, phone calls, you know, lives and everything. There's always something to uh, try to get that episode because um, when the shit happened, when the, everything was locked down, it kind of, the podcast was kind was going through a spiral because a lot of people didn't want to do podcasts and get COVID and this. So what's the second solution? Like phone calls, people were trying to get guests or this, or people were kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to talk about in this? I mean, it's something where it's like the thing stuff is going to change and you just have to upgrade your podcast. And to me, uh, you know, doing the, I was very hesitant to start a YouTube channel because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, because I'm a little bit too censored. You know, I, I'm very unfiltered and sometimes I put all that hard work into a YouTube channel, then it'll be taken down immediately. So I'm kind of looking around to see, Maybe I just have my videos instead of going to YouTube, go to Spotify where it get, I can just say whatever I want without my pay while my video is being taken down. There's there's options like that. And I'm just looking around because um, mm-hmm. I want to take I want to get the merge, the Patreon, uh, all the social media, the YouTube or maybe the Spotify. And, and the sponsors is a, is a big deal because I've been looking for sponsors and I talked to maybe about 26 sponsors and trying to see and there's been some uh some podcast network networks are kind to see but the thing is um starting next year in february uh it's going to be different um because you know you have to you have to make money and uh you know it's it's going to be hard because a lot of people like hey mega man can you post this up or hey mega man can you do my podcast and and stuff like that where it's going to be changing now where I might have to, I might have to be charging people to, you know, if you want me to be a guest on your show, because I bring in the numbers. That's why. Definitely, man. That's definitely mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he's been giving away free advertising for the past couple of, you know. Yeah. 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 Just because I don't have no sponsors or anything, no, I'm free agent and everything. So I'll do whatever I can to help out, you know, um, it just really depends, you know, like if, if you want me to post up a story, I can charge you like maybe $25 for a story, you know, or something. If you want me to be a guest, it really depends. You know, if you're, if, a, if, a, if they want me to do a podcast somewhere in your town, 
or like let's say Elk Grove, whatever. And, you know, it, they have to pay me to go over there to pay my expenses, the gas, you know, and all that stuff. And it, it's something where I didn't really think like, what the fuck, why do you mean I have to pay you? But that's how a lot of people from TikTok and the major like people like, um, I won't mention who, but I wanted to get this guest on really, really bad. And that person reached out to me and said, hey, I, w- I would love to do your podcast, but um, if you want me to be a guest on the show, um, I can only do your podcast for two hours. That's it. Um, if you want to vet me like five thousand dollars, that's it's like yeah, because you're um, you you know five thousand dollars can come in out of your way um, to do your podcast and everything and stuff. And I don't want to do that because he just he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be a fake coming on my podcast, and I don't want that. And um, I remember Gil from American Chilla was on the West Coast Graffiti and he talked about we should be helping our hemp day for, you know, you know, working together and, and it's free. It, you know, it, it, you know, free advertisement, everything's all free and stuff like that. But I get it. Like, you know, they're going to make their money on YouTube and sponsors and this, whatever. We all want to get paid and stuff like that. And it takes it takes about three to five years to start uh, getting money um, to if you're. Um, if you're really well known in the podcast and to me also um, I'm working hard every day to get that blue check mark. The blue check mark is very hard to get down on Instagram because you really be to me, you really need to be well known in the social media on, 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 on all platforms. You got to have proof that you're known in the newspaper, any books, this, whatever. They just want to bear verify that you're really like, legit and stuff like that because there's a lot of um a lot of fake accounts and stuff so that's what i'm trying to do to get that blue check mark and when you get that blue check mark uh everything's gonna fucking change yeah you'll definitely get it there you'll, you'll definitely get there too man mm-hmm. yeah um, so I, I can't wait i'm just like i said i'm working hard and i can't fucking wait <laughs> do you like doing uh solo episodes or you know what uh um, episodes I solo solo episodes. I was doing those in the beginning and I like having guests. Um, Solo episodes is something where I really think about it because if I don't have a guest on or I don't, you know, if a guest kind of like falls out and reschedules and an episode, it's, uh, I don't like doing solo episodes, but when, if I don't have a guest and this, whatever, it gets me really stuck because um, I have a book and I, and I always write down topics to talk about and everything. And, and you never know what's going to come out of Mega Man's mouth. I could might say something political or controversial or talk about my life or what I'm not doing podcasts or, or, or maybe have a, maybe have a topic to talk about maybe relationships or podcasts or the city where I grew up in, or how was my life or how do you deal with this? Or I don't know. It just, a lot of people like to hear it because it's it's straight up honest. It's straight up honesty. You keep it fresh, man. You always keep it relevant too. Like the live you did earlier with the MySpace. I mean, you know, just fresh topics, man. You keep them coming. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you got to keep everything fresh, and you got to keep people on their toes. Mm-hmm. So every time I be a guest on anyone's show or on YouTube or on Facebook Lives or Instagram or Twitter, it's you just got to keep it, you know, fresh. I mean, I can still talk about the same stuff, but sometimes you want to do a little tweak here or tweak there and, and try to make it good because even though the hardcore listeners know my story and know what I've been through and all that, but I also want, because 
sometimes in a way that hardcore is like, hey, Megan, my Ray told that story. So, yeah, that's cool. But let, but let me um, tell that to the new followers like you or King Mexico or Alasa United, like, and, and Black and all them and Brown, you know, like, who, 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 have, who, who heard of me but haven't heard my story. Yeah, definitely, man. Because like you mm-hmm. said before, I mean, you never know who's listening. You know, it could be a brand new person. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't get that, man. It is a numbers game at the end of the day. You know, you got to get out there as much as you can. And you, and you got to get out there. And, and that's the thing. Um, I won't mention this podcast name. Um, I'm not going to give this these two guys clouds. So I'm not going to tell what, what, what state they're in. But, um, you know, they try to put me on blast saying, like, you don't bring numbers or this or you're full of shit. One thing about me, I don't like bragging about it. I don't like to be a show and tell and this, but um, I did some homework, you know, for three days and, and I was rounding up all the views and listens and stuff. And I talked about this, about, uh, I did a live and talked about my podcast. I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about it, uh, reaching over 500 Ks of, of downloads, views, listens and all together and stuff. And uh, it, it, it's a, a lot of people think it's a big accomplishment, but to me, it's just, you just um, I just keep on going, you know, um, I talked about in an episode, I'm probably going to retire from doing podcasts when I reach like 1200, uh, you know, you know, episodes on my part, but altogether, you know, that's not including the making me after darks. That's not including, uh, guest appearances, but on my part, once I reach 1200, I'm going to stop because I'm going to retire because I, trying to do whatever I can to bring the best guest Megan Man has to offer. So when I retire, I want to really want to spend time with my family and do other things, maybe be a motivation speaker for podcasters in the Latino community or, you know, help out small businesses or maybe do guest appearances in here. But um, I have ideas, you know, there's a lot of people who want to see reels or TikToks and this or, they just want content. So that's what I'm going to be doing. But uh, I just want to do whatever I can um, till then and stuff like that. So I'm just going to keep on grinding and, and, and try to spread that Mega Man podcast gospel. There you go, man. That's some good gospel too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's jump right into the fun stuff. All right. Tell, tell me about, you know, tell me about your experiences, man. Let's start off with like your first, paranormal weird encounter well before we start i know there's gonna be a lot of people gonna be watching this and here and um, i just want to say this uh this is no make-believe this is not for the cloud this is not for the listens this is not no joke these are stories everyone has stories and people are going to make their assumptions this is what really happened so a lot of this stuff started is when I was about six or seven years old when I was living in Wilmington on 1622 Ruby Dock Street. And I remember when I was sleeping, I remember there was like two demons like talking, telling me, we're going to we're going to take your soul. Wow. And I was asleep. I was pretty much fucking creepy, crying and everything. They don't know what that was. Maybe I thought maybe I have a relative or someone maybe in the room. And, you know, when you. uh see things that you shouldn't seen it was uh you know seeing someone um you know when you're sleeping in bed and you see someone just staring at you right when you look down on the floor like staring at you like it wants to attack you and seeing those red eyes and seeing that face when I was little it just traumatized me um going back because um a lot of my mom's 
side and my dad's side of the family, they all go to church. But before they went to church, they they were alcoholics, you know, going, you know, going to gangs and everything. So I always feel like there is always something trying to break the family apart or try to take their souls or, you know, teach or take them to the wrong path. So that's been going on since I was little until now. And a lot of stuff that I should never have saw when I was little, you know, there's always dark figures around um, seeing weird stuff in Wilmington because Wilmington back then was really, really bad. Um, you know, I seen, uh, two people, uh, gang rape a lady, you know, and, and knife point and saw almost got stabbed shooting. I saw a person overdose on drugs or a person died in front of my face. There was even a time, um, you know, there was a scare. I I think a lot of women to people don't know this. Uh, there was a sex predator, uh, raping and killing kids and, uh, you know, raping them and dumping their bodies right there over the train tracks or dumping their bodies and not being found over there in the harbor area by the ports of San Pedro. No one really talks about that. Um, there's a lot of negativity that goes on in the harbor area that we don't know about with the Spaniards and the, and the Indians war. You know, a lot of those Indian burial grounds are, are there in San Pedro, but they put condominiums or plaza or places on top of it. And you see a lot of negativity. I see a lot of negativity around my uh, around my job. It's uh, it, my my job where I work at is very haunted, and didn't know that, that there's a park. Um, I'm not. I won't mention the park um, it's because I a lot of people go there. It's uh, back then a lot of people died from that park. You know, from the riots. Um, there was devil worshiping. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff that you know back in the '60s and '70s. And, um, you know, seeing entities, seeing little girls, uh, little kids in, in my job, walking around, screaming, closing doors, voices. There was even a time I opened the back, back gate because um, where I work at, if we have any broken damages and we have to scan it with our, we have to shrink it out so we can get our money back. And uh, there used to be basketball park behind it, basketball courts. And there was three um, uh, people wearing black cloths, like, you know, devil worshiping, staring. And you see like um, also um, around two to maybe four o'clock in the morning, uh, there used to be um, still there from time to time, like a lady uh, floating around looking for her son. She, she, I, it, it, it's creepy, no face. Wow. I, I had, I posted a video of it on my, on, my, on my podcast page. And I was like, what? It says, yeah, man, it's, it, yeah, she was right there. And I went to go, she was screaming, looking for her son. She was laid down like Indian style. I drove my car when it's like, Hey ma'am, are you okay? When she was, when she lifted up her face, she had no face. It was all black. Uh, and when I glanced, I freaked out. When I turned around, that lady disappeared. Man, that's crazy. I haven't even seen that video. I gotta go back and look for it. It's way in the bottom and stuff. And even where I live at right here, my place was haunted. I didn't even know the usually the 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 landlord or anyone needs to tell you has this place been on it or has anyone people died i didn't even know two people died in war in war in my apartment because um there was an accident a little girl fell and she cracked her head and died in the bathroom and uh, i think the devastation of the mother was so hard that um I think it messed up the the marriage between her and the baby daddy and the baby daddy left and she was alone and I think uh, it was too much for her and uh, 
find out that the mother committed suicide in my closet. She hung herself. Wow. That is mm-hmm. pretty bad. Yeah. And you imagine uh, that happening, man. That's just so fucked up and so sad. It was, it was, it was fucked up and sad. And I didn't know. And uh, I think the first six months, um, it was cool in the beginning, but the first six months, um, you would see orbs, you would hear a little girl crying, you would hear a mother's like screaming and stuff. And at the same time, um, we would turn off the lights. So leave the, I would leave the kitchen light on. And when I look by the door, um, you could see people um, running back and forth from the living room, the kitchen, and they're banging like, like that. It'll be banging hard. And I yeah. was like, what the fuck is that, man? And I scream. It freaked me out. And also, um, when I was asleep, it, I would feel like a little girl, like touching my feet, like tickling my feet and all. And also um, seeing like dark figures, like staring at me. It, it was pretty fucking creepy, dude. And you could say, it, it have this musky smell, like what the fuck? And there was even times where, you know, I felt like I was, uh, has something on top of me, heavy sitting on me where I couldn't move my body. I was like, going, I just couldn't, I was paralyzed. Damn, man. That's crazy. A, yeah. And um, also a lot of that stuff happened to me where, I don't know. I don't know. You want to start off with just let me know. I mean, I got stuff. I mean, I, I never, when people give me gifts of what they have, I don't really accept it because maybe, maybe there's memorabilias or maybe statues or cards or maybe stuff like maybe they had, or maybe it's a remembrance and it can be, it can really, you can't, I, I don't like to bring stuff like, I don't know like buy stuff from garage sales or anything. Cause you don't know what you're bringing uh, to your house. You know, it could be a demonic, it could be a curse. It could be, a, I don't, I don't do that. And I remember when my grandma passed away, you know, years ago, uh, my mom was giving me these couch and this bed and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it creeped me out, like my, because that's where my grandma passed away in that bed. And, um, you know, I would, they would, you know, when I was sleeping in the bed, I feel like I couldn't move. I was paralyzed. I feel like the whatever dark figure was choking on me and stuff like that. I couldn't open my mouth. You know, I could see the dark figure and I could open my mouth and I was paralyzed and I have tears coming on the side. I was like, what the oh, fuck? Shit. Is it's, this it's, your place right now, the place you're at? No, this is when I was living in Modesto in an apartment and wow. stuff like that. I always feel like there's someone, I always feel like there's someone, something's, something's following me. And uh, my, I had to bless the house. I had to bring a priest to bless the house. And uh, I'm not making this up. And uh, I wish I had this as a video or anything. But when the, well, I remember when the priest came around 6 to 7 p.m., it was like nighttime already. When he started blessing the house, I never seen where he threw holy water to a wall and and um steam came out of the wall and you heard like i never seen that before um you seen shadow figures just staring where you feel like you you know by the water's shadow you can see your own shadow and sometimes that shadow would stay how it is and i would move it's because you know when 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 there's a shadow we move with our shadow and stuff but this Mm -hmm. shadow was just staring at me like it wanted to touch me and everything You, you see it's a lot of creepy shit like that. And uh, that's what happens when 
when you're when you're brought up in the church a lot, you're gonna see things that you see a lot of stuff, and um, you can you can tell if there was a person who was possessed or not. You can tell if someone's not human or not. It's just it's creepy as fuck, man. And it's true. I mean. Yeah, it's scary. It's it's fucking scary, man. I mean, people say is 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 are there are there angels and demons? Of course, there's angels and demons. You know, uh, I had a friend who passed away, and uh, and I told him, I was like, hey, when you passed away, how was it like? He says, man, because he died and he got revived back up at 10, 15 minutes, and he was like, it was dark. Then all of a sudden, I felt like. He was going, he was hearing people screaming of being tortured, but he couldn't see wow. anything. So there, I don't know. There's, there's also uh, stuff to hear for, about portals. And this is the thing I want to talk about. Um, my, when I was talking about our family goes to church. Uh, my cousin, Stephen Gomez, uh, his father was a, a pastor, mm-hmm. ordained, ordained minister, but also he, he did exorcism. Wow. And and about that time, you know, when people who were possessed or, you know, you're supposed to take them to the church. But back then they would take them to the house. Mm-hmm. So there, I, I remember there was two twin brothers and uh, the wife uh, called uh, my uncle, say, hey, I'm going to bring um, my husband to you. Pray for him, whatever. He's he's stabbing himself. He's he, I think he's I think he's possessed. He's. He's growling. He's howling like a wolf. Um, he's talking in weird tongues and everything. And uh, they brought him to the house. And I remember I was like, what, seven, six. And I can, this is what really traumatized me. And I talked about it before I say it again. Um, he were living in the back house and uh, a whole bunch of people came to pray for him and all that stuff. And um, the thing about it, uh, some neighbors called the cops and, you know, saying, hey, there's some screaming, there's something going on. Well, the, a lot of the officers who work for the city of Wilmington, but because, but they don't have a police station it's in San Pedro, um, they knew my uncle. And uh, they said to my, they said to my uncle, it's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, well, if I show you this person, you know, you, you are you going to believe me? Because this person's possessed. And, you know, the officers back then, they probably seen everything, a lot of crazy shit. Mm -hmm. So there was there was four cop cars and they all came out and they said, "Okay, let's go see this person. And when they saw the person's face, um, his his features changed. He wasn't a human. He looked kind of demonic. His eyes were all black. Uh, He his teeth were changing and everything. And when the officers saw that, I said, "Okay, we're out of here. There's nothing we can do here this take off. It really wow. traumatized those officers to the point. It's like, well, we got to do what we got to do. And I can remember my mom was always pushing me. No, you, you can't see this. And my dad was a, a pastor as well too. So they were trying to uh, uh, pray for him and everything. Now, this is the thing where people are going to be, this is not, people are going to say, this is no, nah, I don't believe you Megan. man. Well, I seen with my own eyes and I only seen this once. Something happened where when they were praying for him, there was a burning mark uh, around him. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it just sunk him down where I feel like the, whatever cement that was. And I, I can associate to this day when I go over there, I'll never forget that because there's a, there's a burnt cement mark with a circle on it. 
I feel like that cement opened up a portal to hell wow. where my, my, I know my dad and my uncle, my uncle passed away, but my dad, they don't like talking about it. Mm-hmm. But when I glance, because, you know, when the summertime where it gets hot and you put that foil paper on to block the sun, I kind of peeled a, 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 the foil off just to see what was going on. And the person was getting kind of like dragged down into a portal. And the only thing I saw in the hole was a person who was possessed for his hand where the other people were trying to pick him up, to pick him up, you know, to pick him back up and everything. And that was the only thing I saw. And I heard these weird, weird sounds I never heard before, but like it was screaming. I was like, what the fuck is that? And it traumatized me. And, uh, they luckily they revived him. He, uh, but the thing is they saved him. He, 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 I guess the way when they revived him, the, he was so possessed. It's like, Hey, I'm going to take the demon was, was in him saying to my dad and to my uncle and a lot of everyone, I'm so-and-so and I'm going to take this. So, and when I'm done taking this, so I'm going to take his brother's soul. And, but the thing is he, um, he, uh, he, they saved him, whatever, but it was too late because two or three weeks after he committed suicide anyway. So, and it got worse because the brother, um, was possessed too. And they found him at the Wilmington cemetery, uh, right across from the Wilmington's park. And the same thing, uh, I think some neighbors call, there's a guy howling like a wolf, and uh, they tried to save him too. And um, they, he was possessed and there's nothing they can do about it. And I think in a couple months later, the same thing, I'm going to take this brother. So as well, in a couple months, he overdosed and they found his body at Wilmington's park. So that demon got demon killed two brothers in the same year. I think. That's crazy. Uh, do you think individuals, open that you know window to let these spirits in or do you think the spirits just kind of target people well i don't good question on that i really don't know um sometimes maybe in a way if they're brought up in christian homes they're trying to break the family apart and everything influence who knows you know is this if you if you have that if you have god on your side and you can overcome it then the demons can't really do anything but if you're really weak in the heart and weak at the mind and you're and you're really mentally easy to you know to how do you say the word uh manipulate it makes it, it makes it makes the demons as you as an easy target mm-hmm. you know but uh there's times like that i have dreams there's things i feel like i shouldn't see and sometimes you see weird stuff demonic stuff it, it it's out there it's out there but uh I don't know. Sometimes I, I mean, I have, I'll be honest. I haven't been to church for years, but I always feel like, um, you know, parents, my mom and my dad and parent people always pray for me. Um, I remember I saw a demonic spirit and, um, and all of a sudden, you know, um, it vanished. And that when that demonic person who I saw vanished uh, about five or 10 minutes later, my dad called in the middle of the night. It was around three o'clock in the morning. And he went to call. I was like, Hey, are you doing okay? He says, yeah. Why? It says, I wanted to call because I, I felt something was, I felt something. I don't know. I, I was worried about you for something. And that, that was kind of weird, you know, seeing a demonic spirit. Then after that, it vanished. And 
my dad call me and just let me know that, Hey, I love you. Um, I'm just wanting to know I was praying for you to, to, to protect you. Uh, creepy. Yeah, it is creepy, man. My grandpa used to be a pastor too. And people would come and possess at the end of the church, at the end of the church service, they would come and possess and they would ask, Hey, you know, can you pray for so-and-so? Yeah. It would be, you know, with foam out of their mouth and shit. And oh. I mean, shout, shout out to pastors, man. You know, they really <laughs> are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Cause, uh, he would, you know, like get rid of the spirit, you know, in the person's uh, body or whatever, and then he'd go to bed like nothing, you know. Yeah, it, like, even yeah. Do? And then I'm like, how do you, how do you do it? And he's like, you know, it's God has me, and you know, I know there's evil out there, and I, there's good out there, and at the end of the day, I know God has me. He would just like go to bed like nothing. So I was like, oh shit, you're not gonna even sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just stuff like that, and and also there was uh, family members I I did not know that. I, I couldn't hang around with them because they were doing witchcraft, you know, wow. buha, you know, and all that stuff, Ouija boards and all that stuff. I, um, I get hesitant to try a Ouija board or this because you're opening something. And if you open that portal, you're, you're bringing something in and you can't, and you can't bring it. You have to, and you can't take it back. You know, once it's stuck, it's stuck. And also a lot of people say, Oh, Mega Man, excuse me, used to sage your house for energy, take all the bad energy, but I did not know you can't be doing sage like that because there's different types of sages and stuff because uh, it could be good and bad. So I, you, and also I didn't know that a lot of people, they, they clean their house. Like they wash the walls of any negativity or stuff like that. I'm like, oof, it, it just, it's creepy. And, and um, I, um, I know some people, that practice uh voodoo i know some people that practice uh witchcraft uh, but in not in a dark point but as a as a positive point and i didn't know that you know when people think like oh witchcraft you know why they all wear black well the reason why they wear all black is for protection it's not to be negative it's for protection so no spirits or nothing can can bother them i did not know that I didn't know that either. Give me one quick second. I'm gonna let my cats into the into the bedroom. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. What's up, everyone? Let me see. What's up with the lies, Junior A? What is up? Down by the podcast. Down by the punk. Cool. I don't worry. I should have to slap the shadow with holy water. Hey, there's some crazy stuff, man. Some crazy stuff. But uh, well, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I'm gonna talk about, and. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: never meet someone online. That's that's gonna be the next topic. Uh, I met something and crazy man. I was just uh, trying to see who's online right now and everything. So I'm gonna stop the <laughs> the shadows with that holy water. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, but I always feel like that. There's always curses. There's always voodoo stuff and everything. And I was like, I just kind of stay away from that stuff. But for some kind of reason, um, lately, um, I just started going hiking and uh, my lady kind of, she thinks that there's something wrong with me. It's like, what do you mean there's something wrong? Why do you get all intrigued of like, like negativity? Like why, why does negativity always follows you and stuff like that? I, I told her, I really don't know, but I was telling her, we went hiking a while back and we went to this uh, a hiking trail called High Sienda Heights. And across the other hill is called Turbos Canyon. Uh, Turbos Canyon is by far one of the most haunted places. I think in a way, Whittier 
is probably Whittier and Pasadena are probably are the only two cities that is the most haunted of all of Southern California. Um, a lot of area Indian burial grounds. They 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 there's Indian burial grounds everywhere. They put condominiums, parks around it, a movie theater and stuff. But Turbos Canyon is one of those uh, urban legends. You know, um, there used to be an asylum there, and and also there used to be um, devil worshiping KKK. You know, portals to hell. A, a, a famous plane crash. You know, that had a whole bunch of kids died. Just weird stuff. UFOs, like just weird stuff. So we went to Hacienda Heights, and I feel like when we went there. Um, it was different. There was something about this hill, something about going to Hacienda Heights, going to Turbos Canyon. It just really intrigued me. And even if you go to the back roads of Turbos Canyon, going to the, to the roads, it's very creepy because at night it's dark and you're going, going around and there's no barriers where it's like, oh, you make a wrong turn, like your car is going to fall off. It's like one of those. It's, cre- <laughs> uh, it's, cre- it's, it's, it's creepy as fuck. And, but a lot of people go there, but I don't know. But it's something that intrigued me. And I heard stories about there's portals to hell. And I think that to me, I get curious about that, you know, um, seeing dark figures, seeing you know, demons watching you and stuff, because a lot of people try to go at night and trying to get these ghost stuff and everything. But I always listen to a lot of podcasts with a lot of haunted stuff or the past where a lot of people have videos and this or whatever. And I always get intrigued by that. And I was like, man, fuck, man. I wish I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to wish for something to see because it might backfire. It might fuck my mind up and everything, but I just, ever since when I was little, when I saw that, that person, my dad and, and my uncle and a lot of people were trying to save and for him to be in the portals of hell and they're trying to take him out, that would forever haunt my mind. I wouldn't, I would remember that to the day I die because I, I, I shouldn't be seeing that. I and that. Uh, it, it, I, it, it's, it's a mind fuck. It's, it's a fucking mind fuck. And uh, I, I went there one time and uh, I, the, there were some old neighbors like, hey, man, what are you doing? You're like, well, I used to live here. It's like, what? I said, yeah. But because my uncle owned all the four houses, but when he died, his wife sold, sold them all, whatever. So I went there last year and they're like, and you're intruding? So, no, I used to live here. I literally used to live on that house and this house. And I said to him, I'm sorry to bother you. Is there a way possible I could look the side of your door? He says, what for? There's a circle mark, a burnt circle mark. And it's like, oh, yeah, I think I know you're talking about. And I seen it. And that to me will forever haunt my mind because that circle mark wasn't circle. It was like it opened like a portal. And a lot of people don't know that stuff. And I just sometimes I want to just get curious and, and look at it. I think I have a picture. I have to find it. But. Maybe I'll post it up. I'll see if I can try to find it. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it just, I, I just can't stop thinking about it right now. Is this in Modesto? No, it's in Wilmington, Wilmington, California. Oh, fuck. So it's right around the corner, huh? Yeah, yeah, Wilmington, oh, California. Yeah, I just a lot of a lot of crazy shit happened over there. A lot of people died. You know, there's a. It's I'm telling you, man. It's just wilmington gets a bad rep but a lot of people don't know well it's not like that it's not wilmington's not like it used to be no more but back then 
man, there was no cameras. There's nothing. You can get away with murder, man. And also there was no DNA test. Wow. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Have you had any, like any uh, stories over there? Like any creepy stuff where you're at? Cause I know in Northern California, there's some stuff out there. There's some crazy shit, man. Uh, I'm here in Elk Grove, but I've only been here for about two years. And I was in Vallejo for about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole side of, you know, Mare Island and Vallejo, um, they used to be like, all used to be like military, man. People actually mm-hmm. go ghost hunting out there. There's a lot, you know, you hear a lot of shit. I'm personally, I'm scared to do all that shit, <laughs> ghost hunting and stuff. It's just intriguing, uh, you know. So, I, I, I like it. Fun. I mean, I, I want to, but at the same time, you don't, when, when you see people like, like Zach Bagan from Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to open myself, take me like, you're asking for trouble, you know, because you don't know. You just really don't know. And you might bring something home, you know, and that's the thing. And you hear all these stories of like, oh, show yourself and you get them pissed. Maybe they don't want to be pissed. Maybe they just want to be left alone. But I just hear a lot of stories and it's, it, it really creeps me. I just feel like I get curious if we die, do we, are we stuck here on earth? Are we stuck where we died from? Do we go to heaven? Do we go to hell? Or everything just turns dark? Or maybe we just be, when we die, we just be recarded and we're in a different century? I don't know. It's fucking crazy, man. Just the mystery of all that. I mean, do you reset and go back to reliving your life and until you get it right? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Man? And this is crazy. I mean, it's not something that, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about that, but. Yeah. You know, who knows what's going to happen afterwards? Yeah, that's true. Sometimes, sometimes, like, if you have like dreams of deja vu, thinking like, I was in another century and I felt like for some kind of reason, I was like reborn again somewhere in the 17 or 1800s, somewhere. I just, somewhere in South America, that's, I keep on dreaming of that city. Like, I don't know. It's just, I was, Recarded is somewhere else. Maybe it's the same features as me, or maybe a different. I don't know. I just, I really don't know. A whole different person. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like fucking Dracula. You're like, you're living for centuries and shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's been wild, man. Yeah. But uh, I want to also, I wanted to talk about uh, 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 something where you need to be very careful everyone whoever's watching this you need to be very careful of who you meet online and uh the thing is when you go to these websites you know that girl she could be pretty as fuck and everything but do a little background check and i'm gonna tell you a story because oh, this, this, here we go <laughs> this uh this happened to me two times happened to me two times so i think the first time i met a girl online i was on back then it was called plenty of fish and uh, I met this uh, Hispanic woman. Uh, I won't mention the city, it's, you know, because I think she still follows me or whatever. And um, but we're cool. But the thing is, um, you need to really watch who you talk to and, and be more respectful. And back then I was I was very douchebag and uh, didn't know that this person who I was talking to liked me and everything. And um this person was a bruja and uh you know there's certain things a bruja can do it could be good and bad 
And I guess in a way, maybe in a way I was being more of an asshole to her being a douchebag or maybe a misogynist or sexist, whatever. And she said to me, you know, you know, so-and-so like, if you keep on being who you are, you know, I might have to do something about this. And I was like, okay. And when she invited me to her house, um, saw a lot of weird stuff. I, um, I'm, I'll keep it very, I'll keep it very little personal and, uh, saw some stuff that I should never have saw and stuff. And, uh, the weird thing about it is um, when I left that place, for some kind of reason, I felt like um, I was in a spell. Yeah. I was in a was in a spell for some reason, and for a week or two, um, didn't didn't eat. It was very lightheaded, having weird dreams. Um, I felt like I was seeing a, a lady and a man together in my dreams, felt real. Um, just weird stuff, you know, and, uh, I feel like, um, uh, someone was scratching my arm and, and saying, if you don't be like this, you know, we know we can easily, we can just end your life if we want, because, you know, and all that freaked me out, freaked me uh, out and a lot. Didn't, uh, didn't know that this person put a spell on me. Now people could be like, yeah, right. I mean, there's people who can really do that. Exactly. You know, yeah, it, it really tripped me out to the point I was really scared because, you know, am I was I being cursed? Was I being in a trance? Did I do something temporary? But I'll tell you one thing, um, you gotta be very respectful. And uh I think I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I apologize and everything, like if I was being a dick and all that to this person. And I think after that, um maybe she did something to me where she kind of changed it or she kind of like, you know, um, did something to me where I wasn't sick anymore. I was hungry. I was healthy and this, who knows, maybe it was just temporary, but maybe there's, she did something to me where it's like, Hey, if you keep this up, I can do this to you. If, but if I guess in a way I apologize to her and everything went back to normal. So I have to really watch what you say of, of who we talked to and stuff like that, because the stuff that I saw in our house, that's where I was more like, fuck, it made me feel very vulnerable. Right. You think she's still checking up on you, making sure you're. Um, probably, you know, um, I just say hi and bye to her and stuff like that. Um, nothing really. I, I think she's married now and has kids, but I think at the time when she wasn't married, she didn't have kids. It was, I, I think in a way she, she was a little hurt because, and this was years ago, uh, we had something going on and maybe in a way I broke her heart or I let her on. And maybe there's something that I want that maybe there's something that she wanted and I couldn't give to her, or maybe I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And she was, I don't know. Maybe she wanted to teach me a lesson. Who knows? I don't know, but we're cool now and everything. And, um, Yeah. And the also another story, same thing too. Met a girl on Plenty of Fish a couple of years ago. Um, she, she was very open. Where we talked on the phone, and she was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" This happened. It was on a Saturday. Wow. She's like, and she tells me, uh, "What are you doing?" She tells me, "What are you doing?" It's like nothing. Hey, uh, you want to come over? That's kind of weird. Like a girl who is straight up tells you, "Hey, you want to come over and drink?" I mean, because you're taking that chance. You never know. It could be a setup. You might get robbed or anything. Exactly. But I was, a lot of people don't know that, man. There's people yeah. out there that will set you up and rob you and 
leave you butt naked on, on the street. Hey, but you know, guys gonna be like, "Fuck it, free pussy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, so I, I, she's like, "Yeah, just send me the address." You know, this person lived in uh, Pasadena, and I went over there, and uh, this person did witchcraft. I was like, "Fuck me!" Uh, I could just tell off the bat she had a whole bunch of daggers. She had a lot of weird stuff, man. A lot of weird stuff, and. Something I felt like something told me not to go into that apartment, but I did. And when I went in, um, it was very, very unease, very uncomfortable. Uh, it was, I felt like I was floating in water. And uh, I, I told her, do you live on your own? He says, yeah, I live on my own. It's like, that's kind of weird. Why do you have three rooms and two bathrooms? And, and when we were drinking, watching TV, we we're kind of fooling around and this is where a lot of stuff was going on, you know, with my side vision, I'd be like, who was that passing by? Who was this? Who was that? And the creepy thing about it was I'll never forget when me and her were making out, I opened my eyes. I saw a, a, a like a, a person, a guy, older guy peeking, look, peeking by the kitchen, looking at us, staring at us really wow. creepy, like a little pervert or something. Uh, and I freaked out, like freaked out, like what the fuck? But the weird thing about it, when that per that person was peeking, his eyes were like not red. They were very like light, like super shiny and look, it was weird. And I was oh. like, who is that? It's like, we talking about like that person in the kitchen. It's like, we talking about like, there's, I saw a guy staring at us. It's like, no, nah, like whatever. I think she knew, but she tried to play it off. Then I seen two guys passing through the hallway, going to another room and shutting the door. And this is where I was freaking out. I was worried about my life because it's like, hey, you told me you're on your by yourself. Who was that? So it's oh, nothing. Don't worry about it and shit like that. I was freaked out. I was freaked out. And uh, we stayed up till one, two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go. It's like, no, I'll stay for tonight because I don't want you to drink and drive, you know, and everything. And we kind of just fooled around and for some kind of reason we're gonna we we're gonna have sex and uh when we're going to a room the hallways i could tell it was very heavy my heart was my heart was pounding really really um hard and um but the other two the doors that were locked um i did not uh i did not know that one of this is like she did a little some little devil worshiping and oh, wow. um the other how the other room was um uh, like putting like a, a, a devil the star the the symbol candles around it and everything and maybe worshiping or maybe does no sacrificing i don't know but it was when i got to the hallways to a room it was very it, it smelled really bad it, it, it really freaked me out to the point but the only thing is I wanted to see when those saw these two figures going to the other one of those rooms and um, and they closed it. When I touched the doorknob, it was really hot. So I was like, oh, kind of freaked me out. So when we went to a room, we kind of like I was in a trance. I was a little too buzzed and we had sex and everything. And this is where it gets creepy. Um, I wanted it was about four about five o'clock in the morning and um i woke up 
and her house was all dark and everything. I felt, I woke up by some, some, some weird voices, some screaming voices. I don't know. When I woke up, um, she was hanging on to me, like comfort me and stuff like that. When I opened my eyes, I feel like I couldn't move my whole body, my whole arms and everything. And when I opened my eyes, I saw all these black entity figures around, around the whole bed around us. And when I looked up, I saw a dark figure staring at me with like, not red eyes, kind of like light eyes and staring at me. And it was very, to the point, it was very intimidating to me. This is my opinion. I feel like all those demons, entities, whatever, are maybe from different things. Like one's one demon is, is for manipulation. One demon is for kill. One demon is for being a liar or, or this or or just I don't know what. But um, it scared me to oh, the point uh, because these demons were in certain were were shaped up in different sizes. One was short. One was big. One was. You know, it was creepy. And the thing is, I'm, my body and my mouth was paralyzed. I could not say anything. Man, I have tears coming down my eye. My heart was beating fast. And I felt like I tried to move, open, like get my arms up. And I felt like it was like a magnet like going down. And the only thing that I can do is like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm fucked. I'm really fucked. fucked at that point, fucked. I'm fucked. I'm, like, I'm super fucked. And in my mind, I was saying um, the blood of Jesus in my mind, mm. the, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And it's like when I heard um, when I was saying that, I could hear one of the whispers is like, he's not going to save you. He's not going to be there for you to save you. And I kept on saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it to the point where I heard a demon scream, but she didn't hear it. But I did. Then when I kept on saying it. You could see that the entities of these dark figures disappearing little by little, disappearing, disappearing until I kept on saying it more and more. But you thought in a way these demon entities and all that were disappearing, but there was one entity that was was still there. And it's like, he's not going to save you. He's just like staring at me. And I felt like, no, this is a demon. Like, he's not like yeah. any other demon. It was creepy as fuck, like, you know, but uh, I felt like in my mind, I opened my mouth and I said the blood of Jesus, you know, and I I just said it whatever I can. And it just kind of looked at me like not screaming, just stared at me. And I'm, that was the first time ever I seen an entity stare at me and went back to the walls and never came, never came back. And that's when I got my air back. I got my body back and everything. The only thing I had a problem is, is that when she was holding me, maybe that the energy was kind of like telling me to stay. So when I was trying to grab her hand, her hand was like a magnet. I cannot move her hand. It was something was stuck in my heart. And so once I had to let go, that's when I saw like a, like a, like a, like a, like a breath. Like, you know, when you see her, you know, when you're, when it's cold, you see your breath. Mm -hmm. That's how you see it, like like a breath like that. And when I did, it's like, hey, I gotta go. Says why? He says I gotta go. Why? And <laughs> it's like I was like, I gotta go. I put my clothes on. She was like, all freaked out, and I felt like when when um, I was about to leave, I looked at her, and I never seen this face of a person before. Like when I turned around, and looked at her, I didn't. I I could tell that wasn't a human. I could tell like. Oh. 
I could I could tell yeah. that wasn't it when I looked around uh, and it's like yeah. her face changed and for uh, from yeah. like for like a for like a second and when I saw it I was like I'm out of here that I'm out of here but it was hard it was scary, bro. but it was hard for me to get out of that place because I felt like I was floating on water so when I drove and everything back to uh going back to LA I was stopped kind of by by Dodger Stadium like by the freeway I had to pull over at, you know and I threw up I threw up a lot. I was sick for like two days. There was, I just, I, something about it. I just, I felt sick and everything. And I prayed. I told some people to bless me. I went to go to this uh, person. I know I won't mention who, but uh, he prayed for me and uh, he can already tell that there was, there was something in me still. And he had to just pray for me the whole, for a couple hours and stuff. And it was just, uh, it's uh, something I will never forget to the day I die. And uh, and I just have to say, man, there's evilness in this fucking world. People don't know who they're meeting up with online. People think everyone's, you know, you never know who, who's who, man. I mean, you never know who's, who's out here to either cause, you know, pain or, you know. Yeah. They're strangers, man. You know, straight up stranger. You don't know what their intentions are. Yeah, man, that's, that's the thing. And also seeing the things on Wilmington, like we didn't even talk about the green bridge, the green bridge in San Pedro is probably one of the most famous bridge, but um, a lot of people commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people commit suicide. Uh, uh, the person who did, who's the, who was uh, the, the director's brother, uh, Cameron, well, he uh, did avatar, you know, uh, bad boy. I mean, I think it was avatars Terminator two. But the brother, he committed suicide and he was one who made a Top Gun, the movie. Mm-hmm. He committed he committed suicide too. He jumped off. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. And I now that they made this new Long Beach Bridge that connects to get to the ports to whatever, you see a lot of cars blinking and stuff and people are just looking down. And, and no lie, I saw like four people uh, commit suicide uh, two on the Long Beach Bridge, they they looked down and they just jumped off. And it says in the signs when you're passing, it's like if you see anyone try to commit uh, suicide, call this number right now immediately, twenty four seven. Call nine one one. Let it be known. And sometimes there will be uh, car accidents because there's only there's only two ways: one going in, one going out. So sometimes the cars will put their blinkers on and just jump off and you have trucks going to the bridge because the ports and everything there's a lot there's a lot of collisions there's a lot of like what's like what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. it's just people just committing suicide left and right you know and i saw that last year when when the covid happened where the, a lot of the small businesses were getting closed and maybe they committed suicide because they lost their business or maybe they lost a loved one or who knows if their wife or their husband left them and stuff like that you see that a lot i mean and um it's sad. It's, it's, it's really sad, but I seen that. And my first seeing a person commit suicide off that green bridge, I must've been about 10 or nine years old. Saw that again in 13 and saw that again, two times, uh, last year. Um, and uh, like around, like around March or in April where all this shit happened. That's crazy, man. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it's, you know, it's sad. Yeah. No, nah, it's, it's sad. But it's just sometimes in a way, it's just it's Long Beach is it's 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 wild. 
you know, right now a lot of drive-by shootings. Uh, there was a, a couple who got killed over a parking spot. I don't know if you heard of it, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you can look it up. Yeah, they fight over a parking spot. And also there was a road rage dispute and uh, that road rage followed that another person home and shot them as well. You know, it's over. Yeah, it's just no one gives a fuck anymore. You know, you see a lot of people getting killed or dying or it's just some sometimes in a way it's just I feel like things just got worse from this COVID. And I thought we were supposed to be there to kind of reset and kind of regroup and seeing what we did wrong and how can we better ourselves. But now I just see that people are just being more of a fucking assholes to each other. Why do you think that is? You think people are just insensitive? I mean, you think people are just, I mean, it's definitely, you know, changed. It's just because what they see on social media, you know, the lockdown, the COVID, I mean, just everything, divorce rate, suicide rate, people cheating on each other left or right. I mean, no one gives a fuck anymore. It's like people don't want to wear the mask. People want to do this. It's we're, just, we're living in history because this is not good for our mental health. And it's just, it's, it's going to get worse. And I seen a lot of people break down. I said, I seen a lot of people. I, I, no lie. You know, I lost close to 20, 20 or 21 people. Either they died from suicide. They died from COVID. They died. I, this is new. And I did not know about this. There is a, a person that I know died of grief because uh, wow. this, this person lost her husband. I don't know. You can die like that from grief, from like, fuck, it's sad. It's sad. But, you know, one of my good friends, uh, David Brandon, you know, two weeks ago, I just found out he uh, he passed away from COVID and uh, he didn't take the vaccination and all that. And uh, he was trying to fight the fight since July. And, uh, you know, when you're in the hospital and you have a respirator, you know, trying to get that oxygen and it's going down percentage wise and, Little by little, everything's being shut down and to the point you don't have no air going to your brain and, and you turn into a vegetable and, and the parents and the wife have to make a decision. What do we do? Do we take him home and take care of him till he, he snaps out of it from a coma or stop being a vegetable? Or do we have to fucking pull the plug? And it was sad. You know, they had to pull the plug. It's, it's sad. They had to pull the plug. Uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, man, I've seen a lot of stuff, man. I've seen a lot of stuff and uh, it's a part of life. You know, we all see, we all have our good moments, our bad moments. Or, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm just glad that I'm still here. I'm glad I'm still, I'm doing the podcast with you and I'm glad I'm, I'm alive. That's all I care about. I'm glad I'm alive, man. Yeah, that's all. I mean, we've got to be grateful, you know. I mean, I think gratitude is the thing that a lot of people are lacking nowadays, you know. But even waking up, you know, waking up is a fifth, even if your life is shit, you know, waking up and having a home. Yeah, man, I feel like, um, you know, sometimes we all have that moments like we don't want to go to work or nothing's going our way. This I deal with that, man. But for some kind of reason, man, I'll I'll be honest. Sometimes, you know, I always tell my lady this, man, I got to do a podcast. I know but some, it, it took time for her to understand the podcast because she didn't like me doing podcasts. But when she realized it, because this brings happiness into my life, um, because podcasts saved my life, you know, and uh, I was acting a fool. I was getting to mischief and everything. I'd rather be doing podcasts than getting to fucking trouble or getting in the streets and this, whatever. I just... 
this is my calling. And uh, I like, you know, talking to you and, and talking to everyone else on the Instagram and talking to cool ass people who I thought they would never take the time to get to know me or talk to me. Even celebrities, like there's even celebrities who fucking listen to my podcast. I'm like, it's shocking because I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know there was, I remember there was a time, um, Russell Peters, the comedian was listening to my podcast because he had, I had a, a person named Lizzie from journey loves and hopes where she feeds the homeless and everything. So and you, like I said, you never know who's going to be hearing you or watching you. Exactly, man. You never know. It's a numbers game. At the end of the day, you know, you got to put yourself out there. And <laughs> a good job of doing that, man. And that's how I stumbled upon you. You were doing Ross, Rasa podcast. I stumbled upon Rasa because they were doing uh, the King Mexico podcast. Yeah, I I followed them a while back and unfollowed them and followed them. I was like, I was very skeptical because there was a time um, there was some beef with certain podcasters or certain people who I supported. And um, when, um, you know, when Rasa United, um, uh, Daniel Flo and, and Brown was doing the podcast and talking about a lot of the stuff that I always wanted to, to know and be very intrigued. And, and also um, when they started talking about like, yo, we, let's talk about the, the topic is Latino podcasts. You know, why is it that we need to, why is it that we put each other down crabs in a bucket or what can we do to, to us be united? And that's when a lot of Latino podcasters, there's a lot of followers who were tagging me and tagging certain everyone else to see what we can do because um, <coughs> back then we had the who's who's of the Latino podcast. There was a group called kickback podcast podcast called kickback kickback podcast. And he had a chat group with all these Latino podcasts and um, we're like, Oh shit, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make a stand. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do something. We're going to spread the word. We're going to spread that gospel. I mean, if the people who I, I'll list you, they were like, we looked them up and you did your research you would be like, whoa, there were some good killers. And uh, we were getting our name out there, but there's going to come a time, you know, there's going to be ego involved. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to see things, people are going to just see things different or you're not going to click and everything and stuff. And, and sometimes in a way, you know, people are going to be hitting against each other and pretend to be cool with you. And, and when you're gone, you're going to say, Hey man, man, fuck that guy. You know, it just, it was like that. And that's one of the reasons why, like, I had to part ways because there was other ones that I did not affiliate with. And there was ones that they didn't want to have that, that, that outside United in the Latino podcast. They just wanted to be their independent and do their own thing. And they, and they were just, they were just childish. They didn't, they didn't care about the fucking movement that certain, um, certain people that, you know, who wanted that movement to spread that awareness. But those were the good old times and uh, now everyone's all separating and now they're doing their thing. And there's some that, are, that have alliances or some that I click with here and there. And there is other ones like social primate. They, he was a good podcast. I still support him. There's also ones like ranting with Ramos and me. We're very independent. We, we say what we want to say. We don't, we don't hesitate to say it. And uh, you know, there's certain Latino podcasters. You just can't, 
joke around with because we take things very seriously. And I think a lot of people, a lot of those podcasters, they put a mask on and they think it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a joke to get numbers or they, or think it's, it's just joking around, but there are certain podcasters in the Latino, in the Latino podcast game, you can't fuck with, you know, you can't fuck with Rodium Radio. Tony, I know him personally. I know Gil from American Trolls. I know Ranting with Ramos. Me, there could be anyone else. They take things very, very seriously. This is no joke. There was even times there was death threats. There was there was stuff, you know. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go shoot up your house. We're gonna I do heard this. about that, man. When it involves your family, I mean, that's what you know. This stuff it's, becoming a game, you know. This is no game. This is it's no game. game you know, you know, people can talk big in different states, but if you're over, if you're seeing that shit in LA. I come to know. Cali. I mean, I mean, where you're at, where I'm at. I mean, Sacramento. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't say that shit. I I know how it is in the Central Valley. You cannot say shit like that. You get shot up. I mean, you'll get. I, shot, man. Like, I, I I know. I know when I was young. I know people who I used to affiliate with who were hitmen for the cartels, and you know they disappeared. They're probably in jail. They probably died, or I don't know. But you know what? You, you just can't fuck with certain people. People get too big headed and, oh, I can kick this guy's ass or this, whatever, or you get a, or act like a fool or be a loud mouth. Maybe that loud mouth might get you fucked up or fucking killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, but, and people don't do the dirty work themselves. They just send somebody else to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is how it is. But those, the past is the past, you know, and stuff. And uh, you just move forward and you want to just, uh, take all that negativity all that stuff going on and just move on because um you can't get nothing out of it and i don't want to be dwelling on that and stuff and you just got to move forward and uh end that chapter and you start a new chapter and uh make new friends you know and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and that's all you can do that's all it's a lesson learned and uh it makes me very cautious of who i who i support and who i affiliate with and who i who I kind of don't want to be close to because I put a lot of people in different categories. You know, okay, he's a cool person. Okay, he's cool, but I'll keep it very professional in this. That's how I am because, uh, you know, a lot of people's personalities and, you know, behind the scenes of who they are and this, whatever. Um, I have to put, like I said, put people in different categories for who they are. Yeah, definitely. That's a must. Yeah, but... I guess that's about it. You know, just, uh, you know, just keep on doing your podcast. Uh, I like what you're doing and, uh, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome meeting a new follower and, uh, and that's whatever I do. And if you, I got your support, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to help you and, and help a lot of Latino podcasts get out there. So, um, uh, when I'm not doing podcasts anymore, I'm retired, you guys can, you guys can step up and take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an honor to have you on, man. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at the Mega Man's podcast page on um, IG, um, the YouTube, the Spotify, um, the social media and all that's going to be coming soon next year. Um, I just, like I said, I just want to say thank you for inviting me on. Shout outs to Flo, Branson Romos, uh, Rasa United, the Hip Hop the hip hop Podcast, uh, who we got, Junior A, shout outs to him. And to all the listeners, all the watchers who are going to be hearing this episode when it comes out, 
shout outs to you. And, you know, I just want to say this, uh, we're going to fucking win. We're going to do whatever we can to have United and stuff. And uh, so we, there will be no crabs in a bucket mentality anymore. And we can just help each other out and, and, and we, and, you know, grow and uh, work together and win and do whatever we can to uh, kill this fucking podcast. There you go. Mega man, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you, man.